It's that time again, friends, wastelanders, fault dwellers. We are here with you to help you through another day. Another mm. evening, maybe, or morning, or middle of the day, or middle of the night. Any part of the day at all, because we are a podcast that you can turn on whenever you want. We are the Fallout Lorecast. This is the weirdest intro I've ever done. My name is Robots, or Tom, and I'm here with my co-host, Lainey. Welcome, Lainey. How's it going? Hello, hello. It's going good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We've, we've got uh, uh, all sorts of fun stuff coming for Fallout 76 this week is like double... Was it double score week? Is it a double XP maybe also? I don't remember. It's going to be cool. I recommend you play it. You get some stuff unlocked. It's going to be awesome. I've been chatting with some of the community. They're going to be down for that as well. I'm going to try and stream some of that coming up. How are you? How's how's your stuff going? My stuff's going good. I just dived into Apex Legends, which I hadn't played before. It's very exciting. I've been playing with some people who actually listen to this podcast. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get on that, we made a team. It's called Tato Aimers. Oh, Tato Aimers. We are, we are the Tatoes. So if you want to be a Tato like us, you can join in. Then you can join. That's awesome. I love the Legends yeah. of Apex. That's such a fun game. That's <laughs> yeah. such a fun video game. <laughs> I'm going to speak like somebody who doesn't know uh, video game lingo. That is a fun. That is a fun game to play with your friends on the internet. All right. Well, we are here with the Fall Lorecast to not talk about games you play on the internet, or maybe talk about games you play on the internet, but specifically Fallout games that you play maybe on the internet. And <laughs> it's a weird day. For some reason, I'm feeling weird. Um, it's because you did a game show earlier. You're still in game show host mode. I'm still in game show host <laughs> mode. I'm, st I'm still there. Or maybe maybe BuddyBot, like, I don't know, spiked my drink? No, I wouldn't do that. BuddyBot. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, here, let's let's get into our topic for today. All right. So today we are shifting gears. We've been talking about cryptids for a while. We are now going to start talking about locations, settlements, Cities, things like that. And Slaney and I were brainstorming some ideas earlier, and I tossed out the idea of good old Megaton. The first settlement good you come across. Megaton. Yeah, when you leave Vault 101 and Fallout 3. It's one of the first places you go. It's an extremely iconic settlement for a number of yeah. reasons. Laney's done Laney's done some some uh, some homework digging this up. This is a thing that we're both very familiar with from playing Fallout I 3. I love Megaton. Me Megaton's awesome. Laney. Let's yeah. just dig into this. What? What? Let's, how are we starting this out? Are we talking about the background and things first? Is that what the plan is? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the background first, and then we'll hit on what the actual in-game experience is later on. Awesome. Awesome. But we got to set the stage first. Set the stage. For anyone who doesn't know about Megaton, we got to get them invested, you know? Yeah. You, you tell me what props to get, and I'll put them on the stage. Go. All of them. Go. Got it. I'm working yeah, on it. Good. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to start out just with some context from a player perspective. Before we get into all the nitty-gritty details, I want to talk about how other people see Megaton. That way, like, you know what what lens we're looking at this from, what the feels are about it, you know? Yeah, all, so the, all the feels, by the be, way. All the feels. All the feels. Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly. It will hit every single one. Um, but generally... <laughs> <It's> guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Um... People do consider it to be one of the better settlements of the games, um, especially for the 
earlier games, you know, pre-Fallout 4, where there are just settlements all over the place that you can build on and all those things, mm-hmm. Megaton really stood out. Um, well, the capital the wastes that you encounter it. feel way more waste Right. They feel they, more they bleak. They really do. They, it's much more bleak, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's considered to be one of the better settlements. Uh, can, occasionally, to the extent of being considered an ideal post-apocalyptic community to be a part of, because of the way that the settlers interact together, they trust each other, they lean on each other for help. It is a true community, and they all they really stand by one another, even the more eclectic ones of the group. Yeah, you know what's interesting to me about that is, from the perspective that you start the game in, with this idea that you grow up in the vault, you're not to trust anything outside the vault. Mm-hmm. Outside the vault is only raiders, it's only terrible people, the world sucks, and then you come across Megaton, and of course it's not perfect, but there are a lot of good individuals. There, there yeah, are people who absolutely. are trustworthy. They are, and and it's interesting that 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 stark dynamic happens almost immediately if you do make it to Megaton. Yeah, for sure, it's incredibly noticeable right off the bat. I will say though, the environment itself, and this kind of just has to do with the way that Fallout Three is. It looks incredibly scrappy and dull. And part of that has to do with the color palette of Fallout 3. It is very dull. But also, the the settlement itself is quite literally completely composed of scrap. So yeah. it really just looks kind of like a trash heap when you first stumble <laughs> upon it and you don't know what you're looking for. You know, I, I remember the first time I saw it and saw the walls of uh, just the sheet metal, like the stacks mm-hmm. of sheet metal. I didn't even realize there was a door there or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like that. That was like this was a wall to a settlement or a city. I I didn't understand what I was looking at at all until I got close enough to realize that there was a prompt that y- you opened a door and then I walked in and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, <laughs> there's something in here. <laughs> there's something in here. I had no idea what it even was. Yeah. So it's it's a well-loved area and it's one of the first places you encounter in Fallout 3 if you go about Fallout 3 as one would expect you would, people purposely avoid it or just don't stumble upon it at all. That is the case with open world games like this. You can totally mm. miss it. Sure. Um, but it is incredibly likely that upon en- exiting Vault 101, you will encounter Megaton. Or at least see it. <laughs> it's pretty right. close. Right. So some context about what the environment is like there. It actually sits inside of a crater caused by a bomber that crashed and left an undetonated atomic bomb, which mm-hmm. is now the center of the community. We'll get more get more detail on that in a bit. Uh, but this area, it is really just a crater. It had some debris from the crash, and that was about it. But it happens to be near Vault 101, where some survivors attempted to get into in order to survive, mm-hmm. and were declined, of course. And so... With nowhere else to go, they found this crater. They decided that they could live in the crater to deal with the weather. There were dust storms. You know, it gave them a little bit of security, a little bit of safety away from the winds. And so they set up camp. Um, Some of them decided to stay for a longer period of time, whereas others went out into the wasteland to scavenge. But they ended up coming back. And upon coming back, they they would trade their goods there. That's how... Uh, the beginning of Megaton as a community started blooming became, and growing. Yeah, like a, it became a natural trading post 
kind right. of a, a location that people were aware of and knew was safe right and somewhere that they could come back and find shelter if they needed it or trade their items for other items that they would need um and and it's a fairly central location mm-hmm. for uh, some other areas that you may want to actually visit on the map yeah it's really convenient so it's nice and it meant that it grew rather quickly because of all the different kinds of things coming in the kinds of people coming in it had everything it needed to become a real community and not just some settlers kind of making do inside a crater. Mm-hmm. Of course, being inside a crater, you know, when you have a fight, you want to have the higher ground and you never really do have the higher ground if you are inside <laughs> a crater. If you are in a crater, <laughs> that is the exact opposite of the higher ground. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and so they would get picked on by raiders, of course, which is what raiders do. Um, and they needed a way to solve for that. And so it took a while. But in 2241, mm-hmm. they decided to finally fortify the community and b- build the iconic giant walls that surround Megaton. Um, this actually started off... Um, if There's a character you meet in the game. Her name is uh, Mania Vargas. Mm-hmm. And she she's a sweet old lady in the game, but she's actually the granddaughter of the man who decided to incentivize everyone to build these walls which is really cool can you imagine ask her about him can you imagine that conversation (laughs) hey guys we have a problem with raiders yeah man raiders suck yeah yeah they keep stealing our stuff yeah they keep stealing our stuff so i got an idea here how about we build some walls what walls (laughs) yeah let's build some walls Mm, i don't know about that (laughs) so a big problem they encountered with these walls right that made it probably why they didn't do it as soon as they could have was just that in order to build them they would need supplies and they didn't really have any the beginning of the wall started out with the scrap that was left over from the crash and as did you know creating houses and things like that the whole city is made out of scrap but there was actually an aircraft base nearby that a whole bunch of debris in it. And so the walls are made up of debris from the aircraft base, which is really cool. And once mm-hmm. you learn that, like it, it becomes very apparent. You that can look sense. around, you can see the, the numbers on things, the way that all the metal looks. Yeah, the paneling that would be on the sides of mm-hmm. aircraft and, and uh, hangars, things like that. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool. And you can the, the whole town is like that. You can spot it everywhere. From the homes to the water treatment plants to everything is made out of this debris, uh, which is incredible, but it took them a very long time to build it. So at this point, uh, by the time they were already beginning to build the wall, they already had quite the community going. There were people already living there. They had some culture happening at that point, which was good. In order to have culture happen in a community like this, it has to be relatively safe and sustainable, which means that at this point they're already succeeding other than the raider issue, which they're trying to fix. Sure. Which is, so uh, it's, it's just so always going to be a problem. This fallout. <laughs> this is just right. how it's going to be. Yeah. So people were coming not only to trade, but starting to really want to stay there. Um, beyond the people who stayed there in the first place and were having children there, right? They, this is a, across the course of like a generation yeah. until Immigrants. the right until yeah. the uh, wall started popping up, which itself took time. But by this point, we had things like the Children of Adam, which actually it's culture at its started highest. Here. That is that is right. the, the highest form of culture is the Children of Adam. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the children of Adam, they actually started here in Megaton, where they started worshipping the atomic bomb that had been left in the center of town, making it so that the bomb ended up inside of the walls with everyone else, which sounds incredibly dangerous because it was still active. It was still live. It could still go off, which is scary. But people didn't remove it because they needed the manpower of the people who were part of the church to help them maintain this town, build the town. Yeah. And so they couldn't move it because they didn't want to upset everyone. Yeah. So the bomb stayed. <laughs> yeah, when your community is only that large and you need everybody to do what they do in the community in order for the community to survive, you can't just ostracize even 10, 20% of your community because that's mm-hmm. a number of significant people who, when they aren't worshiping a bomb in the middle of the city, are contributing to things like food or supplies or just labor to the to the needs of the rest of the community. So... Yeah, it it's right. it's it's a dilemma, and I I think when I mean, we talk moral things on this on the show a lot, but it, it's uh, there are moral f- issues with you know like at what point is are things too far? Are the strange beliefs of other people in our community dangerous to the community, and you need to put your foot down? You know, uh, right? Is it is it legality? Is it you know, like, what if everyone starts worshipping the bomb and the bomb explodes? Well, guess what? You just destroyed everybody because of some crazy belief that people had. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how do you manage that? Is it is it safe for the community to, to, not, to, to do that? You know, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma, for sure. For sure. And at this point, they decided that it was okay for it to stay because of the nece- necessary people involved. Right? They couldn't lose those people. Um, so for now, the bomb stays. And, well... For hopefully forever, the bomb stays, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. The same year the wall was built uh, in 2241, Moriarty's Saloon, the saloon that you can find and visit in the game, mm-hmm. was founded. Um, but in the raider attack that really changed the tides and decide- made people decide to build the wall, uh, Colin Moriarty, who was 14 in the game, his father, or 14 at the time, uh, his father died in the raider attack colin moriarty you meet in the actual game itself he's the owner of the current day uh moriarty's saloon right yeah and he's cool he's a significant character in a number of uh story arcs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um this kind of worked out well though that he got to maintain it it didn't get lost to everything it's very tragic that his father died but he was incredibly wealthy due to his successes from trading from the very beginning of the community. So he already had a bunch of money. He was able to build the saloon. So that all got passed along and carried on um, until the actual game happens. And also in 2241, um, or sorry. Yeah, the front gate was completed. So they did finish the whole wall. And by that point, it was totally secure, which meant that they could keep the people that they wanted in, they could keep people out if they didn't want to, and it's at this point that they started being a little bit more careful about who they let in. Uh-huh. Um, because before then, it, I mean, and even when you get there, it's generally a pretty welcoming community, but you do have to, by the point that the the wanderer comes in, you have to kind of prove yourself to them. Right. Because at that point, they've closed themselves off. They know who to trust, and they really rely on each other. So they don't need people from the outside coming in as much as they used to. Um, so at this point, 
with this wall here, they started building alliances outside of Megaton. And one of the most interesting of these, and in fact, the, the only one that really matters, is with Vault 101, which is really interesting because you would think that the vault wouldn't be really interacting with people outside of it. But there's a woman named Agnes, Agnes Taylor who um, was put on missions by the overseer to investigate nearby settlements and areas and actually to infiltrate them. But she ended up becoming an ambassador for Megaton and maintaining communication between them. And they would share intel about things happening in the wasteland nearby so that they could both stay safe and stay alert as to what was happening. Right. Which right. is really handy. Yeah. Or at least it was for the overseer. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Vault 101 is a, is another complex situation, but you know, it, yeah. it, you do come to find out that the overseer seer has been out of the vault and that there is communication happening. And well, this, lots of people have, right. So yeah. it, Vault 101 isn't as secure as it seems it is. People have joined after it was formed. Mm -hmm. um, people mm -hmm. have left. Uh, so yeah, Agnes Taylor actually, you encounter her when you're first escaping Vault 101, you find her in the cafeteria dead, and she's known in the game as Grandma Taylor. Yeah. And it's funny, so her son, I believe, even when before she dies, he's like, I'm scared for her, like her heart can't handle all this stuff, but unbeknownst to him, he she's actually been exploring the wasteland all this time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, she's not just the fragile old lady that he uh, he, he envisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny, but yeah. So she became an ambassador for Megaton, which is really cool, honestly. Um, and I think that carried out throughout her family, where like they kind of kept fulfilling that role. Um, by the time, oh, I guess we can cut it here. Let's talk about the current things and tie some of these pieces together after the middle. Okay, so this is a good stopping yeah. point, you think? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, before we get to the current stuff, I just want to, before like we transition over, I just want to pitch the question, because this is something that I, I used to do a lot, and I hadn't been doing it as much, but would you feel safe in a city built around a bomb like this? Safe enough, and I guess I should, should explain this a little further, safe enough to take up residence there. In a wasteland where things are scarce, communities to be a part of are scarce. If you're some wanderer, you come across, they're, you know, welcoming enough at some point of the evolution of the city. Would you take up residence here? What do you think? Personally? Yeah, personally. I think, I think maybe, you know, given the kind of community that they had, it could be worth it. But it's definitely scary. It's definitely something you would have to think about. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the community that they had, and it was actually there's more turmoil happening, it was more dangerous. Mm -hmm. If it was more likely that something might go wrong and like trigger the bomb somehow, if there was a lot of like infighting, then no, <laughs> you know, it seems safer to figure out somewhere else to stay. That's my opinion. Yeah, it seems but, so. I have I have a few thoughts on this, and I would love to hear anybody in chat. You guys are responding in chat. If you if you're listening somewhere else, if you want to respond in the Robots Radio Discord, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I have a few thoughts. First, there's there's always the risk of it going off or not going off, right? There's also the risk mm -hmm. of somebody triggering it. So right. there's that risk. Like my first thought is, well, what if it accidentally goes off? My second thought is, what if it intentionally goes off? My third thought is. Even if it never goes off, 
then there is still this level of insecurity and fear that permeates the community simply due to its existence. Mm -hmm. And that will hobble certain aspects of the people and the personalities and the development of that community forever. Um, that's one of those very hard to quantify things. It's like, um, it's like not addressing mental illness in a community with any, any actual means of, of dealing with it. Um, Right. What that what that does is it means that everybody knows someone or is someone who is suffering some significant form of mental illness and that makes life harder for everybody. Uh, it, it's it's that kind of thing. It, when you when you can't address this, it keeps people from living their best selves. Uh, now, of course, we're talking about the wasteland and the terrible things that are happening in the wasteland, the constant threat of raiders, the lack of food, the lack of clean water. There's lots of fears and threats that are constantly happening. But what if you turn that around and you go, well, this is just one more of those things that you don't necessarily need to have. Would it be better to be without mm -hmm. it if you can, you know, or is it just the best of what you just going to take what you can get? And it's better to be with a community that accepts you than not. And you're just going to deal with another threat because heck, it's just the way the world is. You know, it's, it's an interesting mm -hmm. dilemma. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. All right, let's, let's go to the middle of the show. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. <laughs> all right. So this is the part of the show where we thank all of our patrons for helping to support the show. Every week, Lainey and I are very, very appreciative. You you help us to keep doing this. You make us feel like we're doing something that you guys love, and that is awesome. As a content creator, that's the that's the, what you want, is you want people to like what you're doing and enjoy your work, and we really, really do appreciate it. In just a few weeks, we will be having our end-of-the-month patron episode uh, before Thanksgiving. That'll be on a Monday. Like usual so if you'd like to jump onto the patreon if you're not already a tier 4 subscriber and you'd like to join us then the opportunity is there if you want to subscribe at any level you're always going to get ad free episodes we've got a new subscriber on the twitch right now <laughs> as, as we're talking <laughs> oh thank you so much you're gonna thank you so much kabuchi um you're gonna get ad free episodes you're going to get episodes early you're going to get uh, a bunch of other stuff on the list you know special discord channels and I've added a new thing because most of the time when we do this show, we end up chatting after the episode for a while with the Twitch community in chat. Those those conversations are awesome because we get to talk to you guys. It ends up being super funny and goofy. And so that section of the show will now be tacked on to all the upcoming episodes, this episode included on the Patreon. So if you want to get a little bit more conversation around the topics each week, the things that we talk about with chat or even things about questions about podcasting and content creation and, and those kinds of things. If you're curious about that stuff, that all happens after the show. So if you are a patron listener right now, then make sure you don't turn off the podcast when it gets to the end credits go all the way to the end. There's probably an extra 15, 20 minutes of stuff. So check that out. That's available to all of you guys as just another way that we can say thank you for supporting the show. All right, let's move on to the rest of the episode. If you have questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them so laney we're now transitioning into the state of megaton in the quote-unquote present what does that mean yes what does that mean so in 2277 is that the best way to say that 2277 yeah 2277 sure 2277 so, how about that it's really wordy yeah that's really weird 2277 <laughs> sure 
Totally. All right. So, 2277, that's when you get to encounter Megaton yourself. You get to leave the vault. You see it in the distance. It's this uh, big metal thing. It's just a big metal thing. Yeah. You see a, a command in front of a door. It tells you to open it. You enter and voila, there's a whole world in there. Mm-hmm. Or at least that was your experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, my so experience pretty- was immediately uh, Lucas Sims. Mr. Sher- Sheriff Sims walks right up mm-hmm. and is like, well, what are you doing here? Who are you? You know, like that was my first experience initially just right into it and Lainey is reconnecting because she had I guess an internet issue um, but I remember feeling a little bit like mm, am I supposed to be here am I not supposed to be here why does this guy not trust me I'm totally I'm totally I'm a vault dweller I'm a super nice person I'm a good guy right that's how I felt you hope I mean that's how that's how I felt jumping into Fallout 3 it was my first yeah. fallout and I was like I'm a good guy I grew up in the vault I'm a, I'm be nice to people that was my at least that was my plan initially yeah no that's the same for me but you know i think it's totally normal though for them to be cautious mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a scary world out there so yeah so you enter megaton and they have a thriving community it's actually overpopulated they have too many settlers now they've turned a local meeting hall into a like group homing situation where lots of people kind of just sleep in beds in rows um, because they have to, which I guess is better than living out on your own in the wasteland. Yeah, this is why ancient cities have multiple sections of walls. If you've ever wondered about that, why there's like an inner city mm-hmm. wall and then there's an outer city wall and there's another wall past that. It's because the cities would constantly outgrow the, the size of the city. They'd make a, you know, like a city center and that was the size of the city. They'd build a wall around it. And then in very short order, they'd have too many people to fit in that area. And then have to, they'd start building, um, you know, settlements like buildings and homes and things outside the city walls. And of course, those were less protected. Once it got to a certain side, they build you know, they extend the walls out. So, yeah, they haven't extended the walls. They've just crammed more people in. Yeah, they really have crammed more people in, which they can't really, they don't really have a choice. They can't really extend the walls. Yeah, I mean, they could. They've used what they have. They could, if they were able to get more supplies to do so, but... There's not really anything close enough to, like, cover it back. It's a little tough. You could build walls out of sand. Maybe not. That's an interesting point, but difficult. Difficult, yes. To make it work, (laughs) it'd be a little hard. Um, But yeah, so they, they have a thriving community, possibly two thriving. They have... Lucas Sims, who you've mentioned, he's the sheriff. He's also the mayor. Mm-hmm. He's the, can um, we call him the Mariff? The Mariff? Yeah. We can call him whatever you want. The Mariff works. Or, or Sharer. <laughs> Sharer doesn't work as well than Mariff. The Mariff it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's the Mariff, Lucas Sims, who actually won the position by a unanimous popular vote across the settlers of Megaton. Everybody decided that he was the one for the job, mm-hmm. which honestly, I think, you know, it's a good choice. He takes his job very seriously. Yeah, he's a good Merith. I mean, yeah. he, he does his job. He does his work. That's, I mean, in, in the wasteland, anybody who's willing to just do the work, they got my yeah. vote. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. And they all knew that. 
So he fulfills his duty quite well. You also get, which I've discussed before, the Church of the Children of Adam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At this point, the Children of Adam aren't really a threat at all beyond the fact that they're a little kooky. Mm -hmm. So So you have you have a local politician, you have a local uh, security, you know, sheriff uh, Mm -hmm. protection, police protection. And then you also have you go to church on Sunday or whatever day of the week. The I guess they worship like every every day, don't they? Yeah. Um, They pray in a circle around the bomb. Yeah. They also have the church itself, which you can go into and pray with pews and right. all that. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Firewriter, for your raid party of 15. That is amazing. Welcome, oh, thank everybody. Thank you so much, Firewriter. We are in the middle of the Fallout Lorecast show. Uh, stay stay a little while. We're going to be talking about Megaton. Um, so, one of the things I remember specifically about the church is <laughs> them standing or kneeling in the water around the bomb yes. at the bottom of the crater and thinking to myself, if that thing's leaking radiation into that water, like not just a radiation in the air around it, but in the water, that water, it would be super radiated. And that Which those, it is. those guys are not safe. Your feet are no. going to fall off. What are you doing? Yeah, that's I remember thinking that that was just like it's pretty bad. Those guys are nuts. But yeah. So not only is like there's a crater, there's the bomb in the middle, but the bomb is in like a little, little mini crater. Full of irradiated water. Yeah. And these people just sit there and pray every just day. Sitting in it. Take no a good. Soak. No good. It's All a right. spicy bath. It's a spicy. It's a spicy <laughs> bathtub. You want to like really exfoliate, you know, get in yeah. all the pores. You think they baptize <laughs> people in the water in the in the irradiated water? I would be surprised. They, they they go down as a human. They come back up as a ghoul. That was a little joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> your eyes, you're like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you get you get. The church, you get the sheriff, the sh- the mariff, the mar- you got a mariff? <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. You got the church, the church. you got some shops going on. Yeah, places you got a little to- community. Yeah. The yeah, most like a mall. interesting <laughs> shop, in my opinion, and I think others would agree, is Craterside Supply, run by the incredibly quirky Moira Brown. Moira! Is She's the best! An absolute icon. She's incredible. Yeah. She dreams of writing the Wasteland Survival Guide, which... You may already be familiar with because it is present in other games. She writes it, and actually, you help her write it. You do. This is a this is a group effort. Yep. She and we'll sends talk you out a little bit more about that in just quests. a second. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. So you have you have a whole community here, and it's not just a little trading hub anymore. You can get all your needs met. They have a water. They have a a fresh water facility that purifies the water. They have everything you need in order to live a good and happy life. And conveniently, they all get along, even though there's some weirdos in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I love how Moira is like, she seems like a super weirdo, but she's probably like the coolest person in town. She's definitely the coolest, definitely the most interested in like actually figuring out how to live in the wasteland, which seems nuts because she sends you on the craziest quest, which I'll even, I'll name a few in a second. Like, she really just sends you out there and while you're doing it, you're like, she's insane. Why would you want to do these? Let's go into it. Let's go into it. Yeah. Uh, So she sends you on a multi-part quest. It it forces you to explore the wasteland for better and worse, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. And here's just, here's just a couple of the examples of things that that she will send you to do. Uh, find food at the Super Duper Mart. You want to go on a little grocery Pretty trip? Solid. All right. 
pretty simple. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. It escalates. Mm-hmm. The second one is a uh, contract radiation sickness. Yeah, not a good idea. Not a good idea, not but good idea. she will cure you, so it's okay. But you also will probably mutate from that quest. Yeah. 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 I mean, I you could just go. You could just go to like, church. Oh. You can just go to church and knock that quest out. Oh yeah, I just sit in the water a little just sit bit. Sit in the water, just pray for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> just become religious for a little while. You'll, uh, <laughs> That's you'll it. Hit it. That's. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. They make fun of religion. They treat religion <laughs> like it's a disease you, you get from radiation. That's. I'm going to get a review like that because no. you, because of us uh, saying this. That, oh, you, no. I get some. I get some really really dumb reviews, and I will get one where somebody's going to say, "Hey, this this podcast is too anti-religious." And I'm just going to be oh like, "We're talking about the Church of Adam. Come on." Yeah, we're talking about the worship of bomb. <laughs> They're worshiping a bomb. Yeah. That's a, oh, anyway, man. go on. <laughs> um the next one is to traverse a minefield which is just not lovely. recommended not recommended. <laughs> not recommended you might lose a couple limbs there but she'll ask you to do it and then she'll ask you to tell her all about your experience which is what she wants she wants the nitty-gritty she wants every detail mm-hmm. then she does something really special she has created herself her homemade mole rat repellent yeah. But she wants you to test out. <laughs> mm-hmm. She wants you to go out there with her mole rat repellent and just let the mole rats come or not. Come on, mole rats. you find mole it rats. out. Yeah. Which is a... That's a, that's a joy. <laughs> so those are some of like the crazier like little quests you get to go on. Some of them are fun, though. You get to explore different areas, different locations across DC. Mm-hmm. Um one of them is to go to like a really incredible library. Yeah. There's other ones, so it's fun. You get to you get to really kind of explore the area. It's a really good quest line to follow if you if you stumble upon it early in the game, which you probably will. It will make you familiar with the kinds of things you're fighting against, what the area looks like, where things are. It'll put some locations on your map. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, I wish um, in retrospect you can tell why the designers would have included this in Megaton. Because mm-hmm. the thought would be, okay, this is the most likely first sentiment you'll come across. This is somebody you'll meet in the town, and they're going to send you on these quests. These quests are going to give you a smattering of different kinds of things in different places to go. So it, it's definitely part of the... Uh, it's not really a tutorial, but it's an early kind of quest assortment in order to get you acclimated with where you are and what's going on. I, on the other hand, was trying to save my, my dad trying to find my dad trying to figure out what was going on and i was like yeah 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 myra myra i i'll I, i'll come back and deal with that why am i why am i a 70 year old uh lady from new york all of a sudden <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah myra. myra whatever <laughs> um <laughs> I'll, I'll come back and do that later gotta find my father gotta find my father first myra um but yeah no that's what i was like these sound crazy uh, i've got other stuff to do later and then i came back and played them later and i was like oh these were cool why didn't i do this earlier yeah yeah i did a good half of them right at the beginning and then i also avoided the main quest line for like three years so you know a different experience (laughs) yeah different experience um courier says in chat (laughs) my dad liam neeson yeah he's he's either running away from his kids or he's losing his kids like there's always something going on with him yeah and his children Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Well, oh, yes. what else do we have to cover here about like current day? Megaton? So I think the most exciting and interesting part of everything you can do in Megaton 
is, well, it involves the bomb. If you're a good person, when Sheriff, when Marif Lucas Sims comes to you and asks you to please disarm the bomb, but do it secretly and don't tell anyone because we don't want to upset the church. But we just want to make sure everyone is safe, which is a very appropriate ask, given that you have the ridiculous skill level at the beginning of the game to actually complete it. Then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you can. It's one of those things that, like, you have to come back and do later. It's You cannot do it at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I couldn't do it at the beginning um, of the game, for sure. But it's a, it's a nice little ask, and it's very reasonable, and it answers the question of, like, we have this bomb in our city. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. And he wants you to dis- disarm it, which is, you know, really cool. Um, but there's another choice. But. There's three choices. You could, you could disarm it. You could do nothing. Or you could go... Take a drink at Moriarty's saloon, and you could see a mysterious man sitting in the corner. And he, he beckons you to come closer, and he says, "I'm Mr. Burke, and I want you to blow up Megaton." <laughs> and he will tell you that his employer, good old Alistair Tenpenny, decide just just considers Megaton to be a blight on the landscape. This man, he. He wants his aesthetics to be beautiful. He runs the Tenpenny Tower. (laughs) He sits on his balcony with his sniper rifle and just gazes at the gorgeous desert every day. Yep. And And this is a blight on that beautiful desert. Yep. (laughs) Yes. How how dare these people live happily and freely? We must destroy them. Right. And you can say, alrighty, sir. (laughs) And you can rig that bomb and you could go meet Mr. Alistair Tenpenny yourself at the top of his Tenpenny Tower, which is another Fallout 3 settlement. You can mm-hmm. go there. There mm-hmm. are people living there. Yeah, we definitely have to cover um, that one in and the future, you can, too. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but you can go up to the top, and you'll sit there, and you can watch the town explode together. Very nice. Yeah, I would totally do that. Do it, can, can, yeah, I would do that one. Did you guys do that one? <laughs> Uh, Buddy Bot oh, thinks that that's the quest that he he would do. Um, Buddy Bot has some interesting choices. Yeah, Buddy Bot has some interesting choices. Uh, uh, it is a choice. Okay, you want to hear my? Uh, I I have a feeling you didn't blow up Megaton, at least at first. I so there's actually some more details about how this quest can play out. Let me cover them. Okay. And let's there's some nuances even within these options. Sure. Right. So yeah. So you can blow it up. All right. So you can disarm it. You can do nothing. You can blow it up. When you blow it up, you can choose whether you want to actually click the detonator yourself or not. Mr. Mm-hmm. Burke will offer it to you. Here's here's the price you have to pay, right? <laughs> so if you disarm it, life is good. They love you. <gasps> Hello. There's an Oliver back there saying hi. <laughs> if you disarm it, life is good. They love you. Everything is lovely. If you don't do anything, they still like you. It's okay. If you blow it up, bye-bye Megaton. But also, if you press the detonator yourself, you immediately lower your karma by 1,000 points. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you are That's so evil. much. It doesn't matter what other choices you've made. It's over for you. Yeah, like, no, I, if you make the choice of, no, I want to push the button, that means, like, you're a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but also something else will happen, which is... Tragic and interesting. Good old Moira Brown, who we know and love, will survive. And if you go back to Megaton, you can meet her, and she will be a ghoul, mm-hmm. and she will walk. She won't just, like, teleport there like NPCs might do. She walks. You can go with her all the way 
to the underworld, which is another settlement. It's a non-feral ghoul settlement, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And there, if you've not already completed the quest, you can continue writing the Wasteland Survival Guide. Yep, yep. Yeah, I thought which that was neat. I thought that was really really cool. I uh, came across that in in game. So my experience was. Um, do you let me before we go into that? Do you want to continue at all, or should we talk about our experience? I just say one more thing. Okay. So. Just to flesh it out a little bit, Megaton is a really convenient trading spot. It's a really convenient place to go if you just need no enemies, you need a little break, you need to exchange some goods, mm-hmm. you want to do some side quests that aren't so crazy. It's a really nice spot to have not, to fall back Not on. so crazy, you know, like, uh, <laughs> get yourself irradiated or... You know. <laughs> you know, not too crazy. But yeah, so it's it's a really nice, convenient little spot to do your day-to-day activities in the wasteland. If you blow it up, you lose that. You can no longer go to, to trade things. You can no longer buy food from there. You can no longer talk to those people ever again. They are all gone forever except for Moira. It's a big price to pay. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just something to think about. So... I still blow it up. I still totally blow it up. Buddy Bot would still blow it up. Yeah, but okay, Buddy Bot. Can I share what I did? Yeah, tell me what you did. Tell me what you did. So, my first playthrough, I didn't do it, but I don't think I even actually talked to Mr. Burke at all. Um, But I played, I started that game over like 500 times. Like, Fallout 3 was my life. And I did do it once, but I specifically made it. Uh, save so that I could follow that quest line mm-hmm. because as soon as I did it I was like I'm done like I hate this like it's almost over so I went and I talked to Moira and I was like oh crazy she survives like I thought that was insane it blew my mind that they would let her survive like all of that was such a cool story for me at the time um, but then I was like immediately load a different save game keep going so I think that it's worth doing it's worth experiencing it's worth watching seeing Megaton blow up from the balcony is a really cool scene. So all of that is really neat. I think it's worth doing once. <laughs> or if you're evil, you can do it and you can just play an evil character. But I think if you're trying to have a totally normal playthrough, it, you can do it. But then make sure you like have safe a to fall back on. Yeah, safe scum it. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> so I played through the first time, disarmed the bomb, moved on. Like main playthrough. Completed the game, did did my main stuff, right? Uh, later on, I don't remember if it was second, third, or whatever, some other playthrough, started the game, went to Megaton, and then explored the whole thing with Burke. Having already played through most of the other content that I have, had actually played through previously. And then thought, okay, this will be the first thing I do. What happens, because I really wanted to know, like, what happens if I go to Megaton, I meet Burke, I go find Tenpenny, who is now, like, diagonally across the whole map basically Mm -hmm. right you have to just traverse the whole map get to him low level have to deal with crap in the wasteland that's hard to fight at a a low level get over to him talk to him make the deal go back blow up megaton did it realize that my myro is still there which i came across on my own and it was like oh my god it's she's still here holy crap um Mm -hmm. And then, you know, dealt with the explosion and all that and and thought like, holy, like it just kind of, I don't know, blew my mind. Also, I I blew up. Not only did I blow up Megaton, I also blew up my own brain because I was like, that is amazing. And then I thought about it and I was like, all of these side quests, all of these little things, all of these characters are now just like 
removed from the game. They're just yeah, gone. Yeah, you can never touch them again. You can't touch them. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, any of the items, any of the, the people that you would talk to, none of it is there. It's all just gone. And, like, I, I thought that that was really cool. Obviously, it doesn't stop you from completing the main storyline, but it definitely removes a lot. And mm-hmm. the fact that they were willing to do that, especially in their first foray into the Fallout world, I thought was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, just put really up a cool. hard wall. Like, if this is your only playthrough of the game and you decide to do this, you're not getting access to any of this stuff. Yeah, it's nuts. And if you do it really early on, like, you have you fold yourself <laughs> like yeah you need those quests to like get you up to everything else the rest of the way with this land will kick your butt right the other thing um, that the i Mothman's didn't means ranger oh, oh go ahead. sorry go ahead go ahead a question in the chat about um about moira and i actually i didn't clarify this so uh Mothman's ranger asks if moira was outside of megaton in order to have not been completely vaporized and yes she actually conveniently was I think looking for something, I don't remember if she was trying to do something for her book or if she was just like scavenging things or what, because she runs that shop. Um, but she was out that day. She took a little a little trip and happened to be just far enough away that the she saw it happen. Yeah. And the radiation hit her, but she did yeah. not die. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. The other thing I realized on uh, that playthrough is who Tenpenny was, because um, I didn't. I didn't recognize the name at all. I'm sure I talked to Burke. I'm sure I learned things about like his benefactor. Who, he calls him a name or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't understand what any of what that had to do. Who who else that was? Figured it was just somebody else. Played through played through Tenpenny Tower. Did that whole part of the game, and then came back with another playthrough, and then realized, oh, they're sending me a Tenpenny. Oh, that guy. That's the guy who wants Megaton blown up and like connected the dots between the. The things that I'd played through previously and that was also really cool to see like how that stuff kind of comes full circle um, It's also interesting uh, ten penny towers another one that's interesting to see like you know, If you decide to go with or against him or with or against the ghouls that are there, you know How does that play out uh, which we'll have to cover in another episode? Um, it is kind of cool if you follow along with the ten penny tower like stuff and you you listen to him and you do what he says you get access to the penthouse suite Yes. Um, yeah. Of the tower, and you get to live there, which is it's neat, but it's not nearly as interesting as Megaton. Yeah. And you yeah. can live in Megaton if you, if everyone likes you and you like earn your way into the home there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I had so. a home. Uh, had a home in Megaton. Yeah. So, uh, cool stuff. Um, cool, cool stuff. I'd love to hear anybody in chat or anybody listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on any of this stuff. You know what else I want to hear, Lainey? I want to hear people's thoughts on the next settlement city uh community uh, we're kind of digging into more of that side of of the lore for at least the next set of episodes so i'd love to hear your yeah. thoughts on what we should cover next do you want us to do Tenpenny? should we keep doing fallout 3 stuff should we pivot to another fallout game should we cover yeah, should we do it chronologically or do you guys have an order that you would prefer we can do this so Please many different share. ways we could do yeah. all the most popular th- ones first we could do we could dig into something um, obviously megaton if you've played fallout 3 everybody knows about but we could dig into something that's a little more obscure than not everybody came across um yeah, I the, think the, the underworld, underworld would be a cool one. The underworld that would be cool for sure. So oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So send us a note. Uh, write us either on the Twitter on the Twitter. Here on I am Twitter. talking wow. about the, the internet on the Twitter or on the Discord. Uh, let us know what you think. Rivet City would be another cool one. Um, we'll we'll take some into consideration and we'll plan out the next episode. Love to hear your thoughts on this stuff. All right, Lainey, anything else to cover before we before we get going? 
no we've done it <laughs> cool all right well what do you what else do you have going on that you want to talk about before we head out right now we're just streaming a whole lot yeah. so if you guys want to catch the stream it's twitch.tv slash neos pandora n-e-o-s pandora <laughs> um and you're welcome to join in i have a, a bop in discord we got a good little community in there a, a lot of people a bop. Uh, it's bopping a bopping oh i thought you said it's a bop in discord <laughs> like in maybe discord. you call your bot bop like i've got a bop <laughs> in discord i'm gonna that's i'm gonna make a bot named bop now that's no buddy oh, bot you're just buddy speaking bot. of buddy bot Yes. I have the eight ball function in my chat where people can earn points and then ask it questions. But uh -huh. we're convinced that the eight ball is evil because of the way that he's answered some questions, particularly about himself, and have decided that the eight ball is actually BuddyBot's evil twin that what? has been turned. I've contained within an eight ball because it was too powerful and too dangerous. I have an evil twin? BuddyBot, I'm so sorry you had to hear it this way. Oh, <laughs> how come I didn't know? Cause it's an eight ball now. I want to meet him. We can be best friends. <laughs> no, that's not what you do with your evil twin. Just because you're siblings doesn't mean you become friends. He's the evil one. He probably has a goatee. All right. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, go check out Laney's. Go check out Laney's Twitch. Uh, if you haven't joined us for a live lorecast, join join us. Come hang out with us. We've it's got fun. a bunch of people in here. Uh, Twitch.tv/robotsradio. Also, I like to stream as much as I can during the week, whether I'm walking on a treadmill or not. I also have, and you've probably heard this by now, put out uh, in between episodes the uh, game show that I put together. Are you smarter than Twitch Chat? And we are doing some Fallout questions. I also will do some other versions with Elder Scrolls questions and Cyberpunk questions and things like that and release those on the specific shows that those are connected to. But you can check all of them out at the Robots Radio YouTube. And if you want to be a contestant, come hang out on Twitch because the Twitch chat or the contestant both can win prizes. So Either way, there's a chance for you to win. So come hang out with me during the day. I will be doing that. And I, I was also chatting with some of you guys earlier today when we were, we were playing some games, putting together the game show stuff, and threw around the idea of like, would you guys want to hang out and watch me edit shows and podcasts? You want to do that? Is something you're, you're interested in? And a number of people were like, yeah, yeah, totally. We'd come hang out and watch you do that. And I was like, it's I don't find it super entertaining, but if you guys want to hang out, and they're like, no, we do. We do want to come hang out. So, yeah, <laughs> just follow the channels, uh, whether it's mine or Laney's or both, and come hang out with us. We'd love to see you guys. All right. I think that's all we've got going on this week. I'm sure there are a hundred other things I could bring up, but they're not in my head right now. Laney, thank you for setting this up thank you for doing the research and the wonderful memories of megaton we will see you guys next week talk to you then oh and until next time don't take a bath in a bunch of irradiated water while worshiping a bomb spicy probably aren't uh, don't take a spicy bath gentle to plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net also look up the robots radio youtube for videos about fallout and other things and check us out on twitter twitter.com slash robots radio this podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash fallout lorecast including our tier 5 patrons firewriter and azen thank you so very much for your support Thank you.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. If any of you are artistically talented enough to do a uh, a drawing, like a computer rendering of the Megaton Bomb in a puddle with worshippers in it, and it says Spicy Bath underneath it, please let me please. know. And you would you'd be willing for, to let, let us use that for a t-shirt. I will put it on a t-shirt and I will send you a free t-shirt if I choose to use your art. Um, I'll wear it in a stream once a week. <laughs> once a week, wear it in a stream. Uh, yeah, you'll get a free t-shirt for helping design the artwork if you let us use it on a t-shirt. That would be awesome. I would love that. Spicy bath. All right, guys. Do you have any any questions or thoughts on, on stuff while we hang out for the after show? I can draw, but not in 3D. It doesn't have to be 3D. It could just be just like uh, computer drawing, like 2D rendering. That would be totally fine. I'm on it. Just got to get my chops together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you guys are talking about uh, the Titanfall slash Apex Legends lore. We could do a yeah. Apex lore cast. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Courier says Tenpenny was a jerk. Scream as loud oh, yeah. and as terrified as you can. Yeah, no? go now. <laughs> ah, how was that? Did I do good? Is that a good job? Very convincing. Um, here we go. Oh, let me try it again. Ready? How was that? The end was interesting. Yeah, it gets, it gets kind of weird there at the end. <laughs> Buddy Mike, can you do it? Oh, okay, buddy, that's pretty good. <laughs> Rocket League Lorecast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have any questions about podcasting? How many of you guys think that like hanging out watching podcast editing would be cool? Because I could do it tomorrow. Usually I edit the show. It's just like hanging out. In the morning. I mean, we could definitely just hang out. If you just want to hang out, that's totally fine. You don't mind me working Other while we hang out. Other people can work on stuff too. Yeah. There you go. Sounded like a burp. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Ah, taking a drink. So what do you say? Would you live in would you live in Megaton? That's the question that we were left with here. Yes. Oh, would you live in Megaton? And would you blow up Megaton? One, <laughs> would you live in Megaton? Uh li- you'll listen but it won't be engaging. Uh how many podcasts do I work on? I uh have th- Three, I have four, five, I have five, I have four weekly podcasts that I edit and uh, host myself. I have one that I host and I don't edit, and then I have the Starfield Lorecast, which, oh, I forgot to mention, that was the thing I forgot to mention. Tomorrow, instead of the Fallout Hub, at 5 p.m. tomorrow, we are doing the Starfield Lorecast. We've got episode two of Starfield Lorecast coming out. Uh, we've got some, some little itty-bitty leaks to talk about and some new fun speculation that is coming tomorrow. So, yeah, be here, five o'clock tomorrow. Be there, be square. Or be square. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be square. Yeah, Fev says to embrace Adam's glow. Fev, would you live in Megaton? Would you, would, you would be a worshiper? You would, <laughs> Mothman's Ranger says, I would live in it to resupply and would probably blow it up if Tenpenny, <laughs> Tenpenny would pay you enough. Really? You'd feel okay with that? Evil. That's like negative, negative a, a thousand. thousand. Negative a thousand karma in real life. That means that you're going to hell. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't how, know that that's how that works. <laughs> we all have a karma tally, and if it gets too far down, you go to hell. All the theologians oh, are now like yelling at me. They're like, "No, it's not how it works. <laughs> it's not how it works." Build it up to rival Tenpenny Tower. Ooh, 
Mm. Megaton Junk Tower. Yeah. Captain says, I'd come to terms with my potential demise, but keep on until that comes. Yeah, I think most of us would probably just do our best to just kind of float by. Yeah. <laughs> Flavi Chavi says, nah, man, love my boy Lucas Sims. Be happy to live there and vibe with the homies. Yeah, I think, you know, yes. once, once Lucas has stopped being skeptical of you, he seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will kill Megaton and that darn town. Both of them? Nekamata, you take them all. Are you like the Wasteland Psychopath? I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> we just, we just Someone found. Someone has to be. We just found the Wasteland Psychopath. You can save him. <laughs> oh man, how many people killed Tenpenny? Did you guys kill Tenpenny, or did you? I don't think I did, but I don't remember. Mm. Oh yeah, I don't think we did, did mention that you can report Burke to Sims. You can do that. That is a thing. Oh yeah, you can just totally. Doesn't he just go shoot him? I think they end up shooting at each other, don't they? <laughs> Probably. I was extremely pissed about seeing uh, about something, but seeing the Enclave flag has piqued my interest. What? Is, <laughs> who are you pissed about? Yeah, there's an Enclave. <laughs> there's, really a, there's a Brotherhood <laughs> one. There's a um, Institute. I've got a bunch of flags. I'm sorry thought... if you were pissed about something. I hope it wasn't us. <laughs> I like it here. I like that flag. Good. Good work. Is that tech? Someday? That's tech. That's tech. He's an enclave loyalist. Uh, Burke <laughs> shoots Sims in the back and kills him if you don't shoot him back fast enough. Uh, that's what happens. Oh, no. Really? I don't oh. remember. Hands up for five seconds. This works best if I'm playing a game. But I'll still do it. I'll still do it. Is that five seconds? Yeah. All right. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I had a thought. So if we do the underworld next. Lainey froze and disappeared. She's coming back. Don't worry, friends. She didn't die. She's alive. I promise. I promise. She's fine. See? No, there she uh, is. She's still alive. So, I have a couple uh, Fallout things, and you may have seen them before uh, every once in a while. I put them up there. And I have, I have like, a little bobblehead guy, and mm -hmm. I've got another, an even smaller one that I haven't, I just found it today, actually. And then I have an incense thing. It looks like a barrel like a barrel of monkeys matter or whatever you know it's like radiation and it has the little vault guy in it and he's like all suited up but it's an incense thing so the smoke comes pouring out of it i think for something ghoul related or like radiation related mm. a good little prop i could have it back there i could have the smoke going i think with the way my light is set up you would be able to see the smoke coming out yeah all right that might all right oh all right. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, I'll claim lawyers. No, it was the whole outrage over the Mandalorian new episode. Someone started a petty thing about it in a new episode. It wasn't you guys. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The internet, the internet likes to be upset about stuff. I've been enjoying the Mandalorian. Lainey, have you seen it? Have you seen the new Mandalorian? I saw stuff? the first season. I haven't seen the new ones. seen the new ones? Uh, everyone got upset because Baby Yoda ate some eggs. And then people got more upset because of lore stuff. I don't know. I think the thing that drives me the most nuts about people who get really touchy about lore topics is whenever anything changes, any new content comes out that changes their perspective on the lore, expands it in a way that they didn't expect, they get all up in arms about it. 
They're like, mm. Mandalorians are supposed to wear their helmets all the time. They never take their helmets off. And then you meet a Mandalorian who takes their helmet off, and everyone's like, that's not canon. They can't do that. That's bad. And it's like, did maybe the universe is bigger than you realize, and there are some who believe that you can, and some who believe that you can't. And that's just more information. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, why is this why is this a hill you're gonna die on? Same thing happens with Fallout 76. The Brotherhood was only on the West Coast until they settled the East Coast, and that's where they came from in Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. There were no Brotherhood anywhere else in the whole planet other than those places. And it's like, well, okay, well now we've got Brotherhood 20-some years after the bombs dropped in Appalachia, who didn't happen to make it to Boston or the Capital Wasteland, but they ended up in Appalachia. And there's a good lore reason why that could have happened. And that is now canon because it shows up in 76. But that never happened. Well, no, nothing was described what happened to the group that left and splintered off. And so now we know that that's what happened. Like, relax, relax. More info. Info is fine. More info yeah, is fine. Yeah, people are allowed to flesh it out more. Yeah. It seems silly to have such a vast world created with all this information in it, and then to limit that, decide like, oh, that's it. There's right. a whole lot of it, but it ends here. It doesn't make any sense. Right, right. To just say that more information is wrong is bad. Now, I totally get there are some other things that people bring up, like how is it possible that you would have ranger armor in Appalachia when that was only something that the NCR had over on the West Coast? You know, because it's like a, you know, a, a, an item you can buy and wear, you know, like I get that. That does that. That doesn't really make sense. Or why is it that you would have uh, certain types of power armor or power armor paint jobs that didn't don't seem to make sense in the world? Like, I get that. That's a little bit weird, but it's a video game, you know, like let's let's just call that extra stuff. You know, Flabby Chabby, thank you for the subscription. I do appreciate it. Oh, it's uh, uh, C Captain. You uh, you gifted Aww. it. Thank you for the for the gift, Captain. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, Captain is awesome. Captain gifted five subs to my channel like a week yeah, ago. Yeah, Captain is awesome. He uh, he was our contestant on the on the game show. Um, but I get it. Like sometimes, sometimes, yeah, some stuff feels more right than other stuff. That's fine. It's it's the points that are like exact conflict. Um, yeah. You know, XO one retcon in Nuka World. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see, I could see that being a thing. Like, it's one thing when. Uh, let's say a character dies and then the story gets expanded and all of a sudden that show character shows up alive 20 years later and it's like we actually saw that character die and mm -hmm. there's no technology that brings people back from the dead or magic or religious whatever in this story therefore it is impossible for this character to also be alive again like I get that 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 is a direct contradiction that doesn't make any sense um this type of uh, weapon was invented at this time, and there's only one copy of it in the world. That makes sense. Now, you could retcon something like that and say, but they were also collaborating with another facility over here, and they had another copy, and people just didn't know about it. But, you know, it's harder to say, like, this person died, we saw it on camera, they're now alive again. And you know, that's a little bit more difficult. Um, but then again, creative fandoms have always been about like breaking the lore, building things out, making things more expansive, bringing back superheroes who died before or villains who died before. Um, that's just kind of the way this stuff works. Sounds like wow lore. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, that's just kind of how this stuff works. Um, we have a question. 
what's your favorite expansion? Favorite expansion. I always get these questions about favorites, and I have such a hard like. I just, as a person, have a hard time answering questions about favorites. Do you have one that you spent the most time in? Um. Oh, let's see. Uh. Um. I like the the tone and flavor of Nuka World. I was gonna say that Nuka World. That is one is fun. cool. Uh, I I liked the fact that uh, the Machinist expanded on all the different kinds of robots and things in the world, and mm -hmm. that you could make robots. That was enjoyable. I also enjoyed the storyline on that. That was cool. Far Harbor, I think, has a very interesting story compared to some of the other ones. Um, going into the alien stuff in Fallout 3's Mothership Zeta was really cool. Um, I mean, I think all of those are probably at the top of my list. Yeah, Mothership Zeta really holds like a nostalgic place in yeah. my heart. Yeah, I mean, there's there's other ones. I mean, you could talk about all the all the New Vegas stuff. You could talk about yeah. the pit is cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think the ones in four are just more recent, and so I, I kind of think of them. Um, what was the on one? Your mind. What was the one in three where you go to the swampy area with the um, uh, the ghoul in the like? The, there's a bog, and there's the irradiated people in the bog, and then there was the ghoul that has the big house. What was that called? Point Lookout. Point Lookout. I thought. I don't think I played that one. Yeah, I thought Point Lookout was interesting. The, um, the, uh, I liked how different that world felt than the other stuff in three. Um, and the storyline was kind of interesting with the ghoul. I think that was the first time it really clicked with me how old some of the ghouls were. Was that, that quest line? Yeah. Yeah, they don't really die. They don't really age. They just kind of like. Yeah, the fact that he made, makes reference to things that happened before the bombs drop, and I was like, wait a minute, that means this guy's like 200 and something years old. Yeah. Yeah, Curse of Cthulhu, basically. Yeah, the, the, just the creepiness of it. Um, I really, really like that as well. Um, yeah, those are mine. Lainey, do you have a favorite that stands out above others? I would say Nuka World was really fun to explore, and mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, theme parks are fun. I have a bunch of them near me, <laughs> so that's always fun. And then, yeah. um, I mean, Mothership data. I said, you know, for nostalgic reasons, mostly it's just like it's really near and dear to me. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I'm not. I don't know. I haven't played a whole lot of any of the other ones. Like I played pieces of. Like I started Far Harbor. I was talking about today, but I don't think I did all the things in it. So I don't know. Yeah, that's something I need to. I should jump back into those. Mm -hmm. If I can, mm -hmm. that'd be fun. Yeah, you should stream them. Speaking of games, um, you know, I mean, you're a part of it too. The uh, the charity streams happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I should have okay. mentioned that too. Charity streams coming. Yeah. Up. Mm -hmm. So those are super cool. I'm going to be part of them as well, and I'm going to be streaming Fallout One and Two. Nice. Which is nice. fun, and they're very different than the rest of them. So if you guys are interested in seeing that, it's a charity stream, so y'all can help some kiddos out. It's for yeah. St. Jude's. Yeah. Yeah, Ranger says he's a part of it too. Other, I'm sure other people are part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I, I'm really looking forward to some of the stuff we're doing the, with the Fallout Hub and the community. I'm not sure exactly what has been revealed yet, so I, I can't say too much. But we've got some cool stuff coming for that as well. Um, and uh, some of the uh, other people in the world of Fallout. I'll just say that. Um, Actual characters a, are coming to an life. Announcement that has gone out with like a, a condensed list of some of the like more known names. 
Yeah, that's true. That has gone out. I just I don't. So it's remember. not all secret. I don't remember what <laughs> specifics have been said about what we're doing, though. I don't think there've been much more than that, other than the names of people the who are involved. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so we, we have we have it. something special planned. It's gonna be cool. Um, all right. Yeah, I think I think we're done too. I think it's time to wrap this up. Thank you everybody for hanging out, and make sure that you uh, come support the the fun stuff going on in December with all that stuff. It's gonna be exciting. Mm-hmm. All right, Lainey, thanks for hanging. Thanks for it's good, thanks for having it's good me. to see you. I like your yeah. your cat ears. Um, thanks. <laughs> bye. Good night, buddy. <laughs> bye. Good night. See you later. Uh, I don't think he was talking to you, buddy bot. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Nope, he wasn't. Uh-huh. No, nope. All right. Bye, guys. See you later. Have a good one. Bye, guys.